When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Oh, I've been waiting for this for so long. The Mandalorian is back, baby! Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. All right. No, 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 not this song. This song. (laughs) Yes. Yes, buddy. Oh, my goodness. How's everybody doing on this good-looking Friday? Hey, it's your old friend. It is I, Positive Sean, here uh, to uh, host you through yet another Glorious episode of the One More Thing podcast, Friday edition. Jack and Joe already getting their Halloween weekends off to a running start. Jack, with a a wonderful weekend of being a handsome man uh, ahead of him. I'm I'm really happy for him getting to to, uh, live that lifestyle for a little bit. But that is not what we are here to talk about today. Today we are here to talk about The Mandalorian Season 2, debuting on the Disney+. Plus. Uh, Mandalorian season one, one of my favorite things on, uh, the viewing magic picture box, uh, of the last, uh, I don't know, what was it a year, year plus or so that it was, uh, it first debuted. It was glorious. Baby Yoda took the world by storm. Everybody loved it. Uh, but it's back now. And, um, uh, I'm interested in the Mandalorian for, for, uh, many, many reasons. Uh, one of them, which I won't really get into here is that they are really kind of, um, uh, moving the tip of the spear forward in terms of the technology used to make shows like this, um, they are. Uh, I, I've read a lot of things about how they are. They are not really doing the green screen thing that has been the backbone of many uh, adventure fantasy style uh, movies and shows. Uh, really, in in the Marvel era, uh, maybe even going back a little bit uh, longer before that, um, they are doing. I, I believe what they are calling virtual sets. Um, but that it gets a little too far into the weeds to start, uh, describing exactly what that is. But I, I just think it's neat that, uh, you know, they, they are moving the industry forward in, in ways beyond, uh, just baby Yoda being uh, adorable and everybody's favorite. Uh, season two was phenomenal. Uh, Jack has, uh, mentioned on the show that it's, it, it hits a lot of the same notes as a Western. Um, and it certainly does. It's a space Western. Uh, it, it, it kind of, it's a hybrid of like a, uh, an old school Western with kind of the episodic nature of I'm going to kind of use two shows that probably don't get compared uh, that often of uh, Kung Fu, right? Kane going from town to town and then Star Trek where, you know, each episode was there. They're very much standalone things. Uh, This show isn't purely episodic in the way that like a law and order is right. There's, there is a bit of an overarching theme uh, that is, uh, linear going from beginning to end of the seasons but um but the the show in and of itself it's not necessarily like a game of thrones where these um you must watch in order or it, it just seems it seems much more adventure of the week and yeah maybe you'll miss hey where did that character come from from last week but you're not going to really be lost or be behind uh if you just try to pick a random episode and start watching you kind of get the gist of it in in fairly obvious terms. It's outside of the technology. It's not really reinventing the wheel in any way uh, in particular. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I, and, and on that space Western theme, they seem to be really steering into that as they have hired one of my favorite uh, quote unquote Western actors of the modern era, Timothy Oliphant, who was uh, probably best known for his work in Deadwood, I would guess. Um, he, he's been great in everything I've ever watched him in. So uh, I, I'm a fan. Uh, but Deadwood is where uh, he really got his kind of Western bona fides uh, solidified. Um, he was also in the in the most recent uh, Tarantino movie as well. Uh, but he, also, uh, he took part in what I believe was uh, the previous best modernization of the Western archetype, and that was the show Justified, which is phenomenal. Timothy Oliphant, Walton Goggins, just a delightful show. I, I give that my highest recommendation. Um, just a, a wonderful, zany uh, cast of characters and told in a very fun, kind of action-packed, uh, Western-y way. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're still talking about Mandalorian in season two and Timothy Oliphant joining Mandalorian in season two. What is his role? I don't know. I haven't seen an episode yet. Is he going to be involved for the whole season? I don't know. I haven't seen an episode yet. I think it would be weird for them to bring in Timothy Oliphant to have him just be a bit part. But I thought the same thing about the, uh, uh, the, the actor who was playing, uh, who was it? Moth Gideon. Uh, why do I always forget his name? Hold on, doing some real-time Googling here. Um, Giancarlo Esposito, the guy uh, who played Gus Fring from Better Call Saul. Uh, when he was announced as being a part of season one of The Mandalorian, I thought he was going to be have a gigantic role in it. But he didn't even really show up until like two-thirds of the way through the season. Nick Nolte, uh, also in season one, very small part, hidden behind uh, some really impressive makeup, uh, to be honest. So what is Timothy Oliphant's role in this season? I don't know. I hope it's I hope it's an elongated one. Um, but uh, but the premise of of the season two it is now Mandalorian's job to reunite Baby Yoda with the uh, as he put it in the trailer an enemy tribe of sorcerers known as the Jedi. And uh, and yeah, how is that going to happen? Will how will the Jedi's be portrayed in this? Are they even going to find any Jedi's in this season, or is this going to carry out uh, beyond that? Because I, I don't think that they have a short window of opportunity for the Mandalorian. They, they seem to have struck gold with it, and I anticipate them to be keep going back to that vein as much as possible. And that's like a gold vein, like a mineral vein, not like the like a heroin shoot 'em up vein, right? Like it's a it's a vein of mineral. Right? I, I think I used that right. Uh, but it, it's 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 going to be great. Actually, I'm hoping it'll be great. I don't know it'll be great. It'll be shocking to me if it is not. They seem to have the formula understood very well. And uh, everybody involved is still uh, so wonderful. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this uh, delightful thing. I hope your uh, Halloween weekend is filled with some sort of, uh, of joy and fun and happiness. And uh, do what you can uh, to, you know, maybe have a little bit of a celebration with your family. I don't know if your neighborhood's doing the trick-or-treating thing or not, but I, I certainly do empathize for those who do have kids uh, because it, it is a much more difficult uh, time to navigate than me, the childless uh, man who lives alone in, in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, but I think that's all uh, I got for this week of the One More Thing podcast, so I will wrap it up as I always do and just remind you that until next time, everybody, let's have a good time. Well... I guess that's it. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, 
No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. 